0: La 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 the world to the Michael la Variety Hour on every podcast provider. the In and around God's beautiful blue-green orb that we call a planet Earth, baby. Uh, It is, what day is it today, the episode this is releasing, (laughs) right? You'd think I'd be a better podcast host 187 episodes in and just know when these (laughs) things are happening. That's not the case. Uh, It is June 15th, baby. We, man, this hellscape of a fucking year is halfway over, Uh, (laughs) which is... uh, dream come true uh and i can't wait honestly can't wait and guess what guys if you've never listened to the michael the variety hour before it is the world's only mandatory podcast and it is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians painters poets artists sculptors directors writers influencers uh and now professional wrestlers baby I don't think we've ever had a professional wrestler on the show At least not an actual real one <laughs> uh, We've had people claiming to be professional wrestlers on the show before I'm sure uh, But now we have a real one And talk about a real one Because this real one is truly a real one As far as friendship goes <laughs> Uh right <laughs> we, no, we've been friends longer for than ten years. Oh yeah, that's just that was just a milestone in our friendship. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: So, because the person that we have on today is a longtime friend of mine, uh, we've been friends since probably like tenth tenth grade. I think so. Yeah, like, like probably like thirteen years or something like that.
1: Yeah, like twenty,
0: like twelve or twenty eleven or something like that. Or no, no, wait, no. What are you, twenty years 20, after 20, we graduated. Oh my god, I'm so old.
1: <laughs> Stop it. <laughs>
0: You're rewriting history.
1: I am. I'm so old. (laughs) Uh,
0: Her name is Casey Coulter, a.k.a. Casey Warfield. Uh, And she, the milestone that I was speaking of was, many people don't know this about me. uh, Many people who listen to the show might not know this about me. But I was prom king at my high school, in high school, which is very weird because I was always a fat choir theater kid. (laughs) (laughs) When I went into high school, I was, I was like a scene kid who wore like trap gloves, or uh, trip gloves rather, like with like purple laces. And I like was uh, not popular. And then when I walked out, I was prom king. Yeah. I feel like, and, and the, my prom queen was none other than Casey Coulter. But I mean, woman, I didn't
1: think I was that popular back in high school either, but according I to- I feel to like that, we uh, had similar <laughs> journeys- yeah, like we, we
0: entered into high school kind of like alt kids, you know, goofy. We were in similar scenes. Yeah, uh, and I use the word "scene" very pointedly. Oh, uh, yeah. Scene <laughs> kids, uh, and we left high school at the top of the mountain. Yes. Uh, how how has life been since since high school? Or do you do you wish you could go back and just relive it all? Um,
1: I'm actually okay with how it ended to be honest I don't really want to go back Um, if if I'm going to
0: go back in time I'm going to go back all the way to like when I'm two years old but I'm going to maintain my ability to like speak and stuff so I can just like be boss baby (laughs) I'm going to get a master's degree at four years old (laughs) I know right um so Casey you are uh Casey Warfield, in uh, you are a professional wrestler. You moved away from Detroit. You moved to Texas, uh, and you've been into pro wrestling. Set you've been a professional wrestler since 2011, right? Yes. Which is so like a year after we we graduated, like right after we graduated in 2010, mm-hmm. you uh, just went straight into like into learning how to wrestle. You went to the academy. Uh, yeah (laughs) uh but let's 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 take it back let's talk about like when you first uh fell in love with wrestling like when did you first become a fan
1: um this was back in like the day day like when friday night smackdown was a thing Mm. you know with the fists you know um i that one like
0: the worst wrestling like theme intro theme song ever is like
1: oh yeah
0: and oh, i yeah. will
1: see tonight <laughs> oh yeah that was literally gold <laughs>
0: it's like this is not going to be hype gold. for wrestling
1: <laughs> there was a match uh i believe it was Rey mysterio versus big show mm-hmm. and um i just fell in love with Rey mysterio and how he captivated the audience yeah and how everybody pretty much got on his side and made him like the largest human on earth Mm -hmm. this guy is none but four two like he's (laughs) He's so short (laughs) he's literally i think he's like five
0: three i think that's i know he's
1: like five three like literally weighs nothing and he's like flipping around and doing all this cool stuff so like i literally was like i could do that (laughs) i could do that easily so i mean uh in high school as you know i did um wrestling amateur wrestling for two years and yep you know, got my conditioning up, and, you know, after we graduated, I just went straight into it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Yeah, so when, like, so r- pretty much, like, right when you fell in love with it, is that when you decided that you, that was something that you feel like you could do
1: oh,
0: yeah. when you got older?
1: Oh, yeah, like I mean, you were, like, immediately, for, like, yes, I'm doing this. Oh, yeah, for years, I mean, I've always been, like, a performer. I've always done dancing, and, you know, my grandma, pushed me to do choir and church and stuff like that. So like performing, I've always loved to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just like certain, like there's certain environments that I just didn't really want to be a part of. Like the dance community, there's a lot of messiness in there, you Mm -hmm. know, wrestling up there, you know, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's messy, but I had a lot of people protecting (laughs) when I first started when I wrestled. So I didn't see any of the messiness. So, I mean,
0: (laughs) (laughs) good. So, one so okay and it was interesting it's it's awesome because it's one of my the only things I remember from our high school commencement uh was a friend of both of ours Amanda Schaffner uh, was giving a speech and she brought up the fact that you're going to wrestling uh school or wrestling I don't know what's the word what's the word for it (laughs) like is an academy or
1: Professional wrestling school, <laughs> sure. and I'm just like, you know, man, how
0: many like high school like valedictorians talk about like, you know, like how many like how can people can say like, oh, we have a member of our class that's going to go on to be a professional wrestler? I was just like, yeah, uh, a, couple, a lot of pride, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: actually go and do it, right? yeah, and you <laughs> actually
0: did it. Uh, so you, so you leave. School. So what was your first step? What, how did you kind of, did you even have an idea of where you were going to go after that?
1: Um, I feel like this is where I feel like the stars were aligned for me to wrestle because as soon as I graduated, I met a bunch of, uh, like friends of a friend that wrestled. And when they found out, oh, you want to be a wrestler, they're like, oh, you should try this school or you should try this school. You know, the thing about wrestling school is, is pretty much like anything else, you know, like you really have to do your research just to make sure that you're getting the good wrestling experience and you're not just getting trained by someone You don't want to go to the
0: the Dwayne Gill House of Pain.
1: I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you really have to do your research, you know, because there's a lot of those out there. And um, one guy, like, referred me to this one wrestling school. And I I was like, okay, yeah, I'll try it. I'll look it up. And he instantly was like, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to have to come in uh, to meet them. So, you know, they make sure that you don't, you know, you're not trying to sleep with the wrestlers. And I'm like... time out this is not for me (laughs) I have seen
0: videos that start this way I am not interested
1: no I'm not interested so like I instantly was like skirt no uh uh-uh and you know it's so funny to this day now that company is now a like a bigger like at least up there like a more company that has like a lot more rep to it Mm-hmm. So I mean that's good, but back then I was like, Mm-mm, I ain't going <laughs> anywhere near
0: that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna, I thought you were gonna say their A W S like training center for a
1: second. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> say, yeah. they
0: come a long way. Uh, so uh, so you ended up working under, or you ended up being trained by none other than Truth Martini. Yeah.
1: yeah. Which is mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's a really like outside of you know him being in like the Ring of Honor and stuff like that. Uh, he's he's very smart. He's probably one of the smartest people in the business I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like I, from a
0: business f- side or the ring psychology side, or just kind of like all everything. Of above.
1: Yeah. everything. He's very smart uh, when it comes to the business side of it. Um, he's very smart when it comes to uh, like etiquette like in ring and out ring um he yeah he's he knows it all I get everything I know from him really
0: <laughs> so like when you first started and like say like because you know I feel like a few of the things that people talk about when they first mm-hmm. start training with wrestling is like that first time they like take a bump or like hit the ropes you know like mm. what was like so I'm sure you were aware of that kind of like uh, that that was going to be a thing to overcome, but when you actually yeah. happened like what let 's talk like the first time you took a bump, for example, and so, for, well like we 'll also let the people know who aren 't wrestling fans, what a bump is
1: okay so without exposing the business too much yeah. uh generally we're you know our own stepman. obviously mm-hmm. uh it, you can get hurt doing any of this so you often do at home, <laughs> <obviously>. <laughs> little disclaimer um but like a bump pretty much is essentially uh throwing yourself on the ground but like teaching you how to fall basically yeah. so like um But at the same time, doing it safely, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Uh, Truth has always said, you know, uh, he teaches you how to do things to where they hurt as less as possible. It still hurts, Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) but
1: as less as possible, you know. Um, My first bump wasn't too bad, to be honest with you. Really? Uh, No, it wasn't too bad. Uh, They we have the regular bumps, and then we have what we call a front bumps, where you just, you flip, and you land on your back.
0: Uh, Is a front bump, like, what your aunt gets when, like, she gets, like, past the age of 40, and her, like, the front of her pelvis just kind of, like, extends out a lot?
1: I mean, that was, like, the first time I did it. (laughs) That's what it felt like. (laughs) I actually, like, I tell all the newbies, like, the story, like, I think when we were first working on it, I did... um, Bumps were fine. But front bumps was a difficulty for me because I don't flip. I've never flipped in my life. I've done a cart- cartwheel, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, front flips, I don't do. So, like, I kept Wait, doing Wait, I thought that. you said
0: you were going to be Rey Mysterio. You could you all
1: You know what? My mom wants me to be Rey Mysterio so bad, and I had to tell her, look, I got a bad knee now, and I'm old, so <laughs> damn. <laughs> but, like, my first time doing it, like, I almost passed out. And Truth was like, you all right? Like, what's going on? And I'm just like, time out I just want to sit down for a second give me some water <laughs> it's, yeah it's definitely wrestling is not easy y'all like you no. really have to we, you gotta be crazy to do all this stuff <laughs> that's why
0: it cracks me up every time people like uh, go like reply guys will they like, go on to and just talk about like wrestling is fake and think that they're yeah. like making a some sort of like declarative statement and just being like like they, they gotcha it's like Man, like, I think there's a difference between like predetermined outcome and fake.
1: (laughs) I know. And like, you know, back in the day, it was so like, oh, protect the business, protect the business. You know what I mean? And like now, I mean, they kept out of the hat. You know, people really know how wrestling works. They especially like podcasts
0: entirely. Like,
1: exactly. Like, people know how it works. People know what we do. You know, it's just the matter of fact that. We do all of our own stunts, and it can get dangerous.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is kind of like a dance too. Like, like you know, you've said, you were into dance, like uh, before, you know, growing up. Like, have you felt like some of that has kind of translated to oh, yeah. to Big wrestling? Time.
1: Big time. Oh, so, because, uh, with dancing, <laughs> you know, you perform. That's number one, and mm-hmm. then number two, you know, you have a routine. You know, like if I'm doing something the person is doing something else, it has to sync together. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we're coming up with a match or coming up with, you know, what we're going to do that night, it's pretty much the same thing. You know, like if I do something and then you do something different. It has to sync together. So that way it looks good. You know, if you're not supposed to, you know, if you're not going to be there when I do this huge flip to catch me, guess who's going to break their neck. (laughs) It's, it's real serious. (laughs) It's real serious.
0: And there's also a, it's kind of like a, a level of improvisation, too, because, I mean, you guys, like, there's there's a the predetermined outcome most of the time. Oh, yeah. But throughout the entirety of the match, you guys are deciding what is happening
1: next. Pretty much. Like, there have been – everybody's different when it comes to trying to figure out what we're going to do before, like, with the match going on. Um, a lot of people work differently. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'm good either way. Like if we can talk about about it, be like before the match, or we can just go out there and do whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I mean, it really just depends on like who you're, you know, working with, and you know, what you come up with.
0: Um, so part of wrestling, obviously, the kind of goal of a wrestler, um, mm-hmm. unless you have a very specific gimmick, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. is to become the, a champion. Um, mm-hmm. and so you are, are you, you're, are you currently still the, uh, the, the Texas Outlaw promotion women's champion?
1: Yes, technically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because it hasn't been happening much. Uh, yeah, for, no wrestling month.
1: really hasn't been happening. There have been like itty bitty shows that are like, s- like sprinkling yeah. like shows every so often, you know? Yeah. Um, I personally am not taking bookings until the fall. I haven't like made that. Latent yet because nobody is really reaching out to me anyway uh but i'm not technically taking uh looking into the fall because of the the covid and Mm -hmm. because i technically need knee surgery still so it would not be (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that was uh
0: (laughs) how many uh so you you've talked about and you have have you already had knee surgery or you just had a knee uh your knee was just like injured
1: um, I've had a reoccurring knee injury since like, oh gosh, when did we graduate? 2010. Mm-hmm. So I had a reoccurring knee injury since 2008. Uh. My first time hurting my knee was wrestling in mm-hmm. high school. <laughs> and I tore my meniscus that first time. Oh. Um, the thing about the meniscus is that once you tear it once, I mean, you're going to tear it again and again and again mm-hmm. until you get it fixed. So uh, I tore it once and it rehealed. healed and everything was good. And then I toured again when I trained in uh, for professional wrestling. And it revealed again. I don't know. Miracle. And it tore again uh, during a show. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I eventually have to get it fixed.
0: <laughs> so you don't think you're going to continue until until that's taken care of? Or um, if I, I do continue,
1: I, yeah. I do have to be very careful. Yeah. You know, if I do continue or do like little small things, you mm-hmm. know, every so often. But um, I can't do what I want to do at my full potential without getting it. Yeah.
0: For have you had any other like uh, s- scary injuries or, or, or some, or moments that could have like resulted in that like we're very close to like almost like injuring your arm or, or you, like? Uh-
1: no, luckily, I, like I said, I've only hurt myself in one match, and that was with my knee. Um, it was a 45-minute match, and I hurt my knee in the first three minutes, and I pretty much had to limp the entire hour
0: <laughs> around um,
1: the ring. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah,
0: that the, the like I like hour-long matches just seem. Like they could like change someone's entire career because like oh. that is a very long like I I often think about that like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels Iron Man match that like famous match from the 90s and it's like it just seems like I mean it was long that one went longer than an hour And yeah. it just like it seems like a lot to demand from some from somebody
1: it is it is like you really got to think of some cool stuff to go on for an hour yeah but (laughs)
0: also just physically demanding
1: like yeah like
0: man that can like that is like the most physically demanding sport Period. it is lucky for me
1: lucky for me that uh specific match was uh it was recorded so like i mean we could have stopped but i mean it's indie wrestling. So, I mean, who's going
0: to edit that out? Nope. Yeah. So we're <laughs> just
1: going to edit it out on iMovie.
0: I know. <laughs> um, so you, uh, you know, you've been, so you've been in the wrestling business for nearly 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of wondering like, wh- who are some like awesome like wrestlers that like you can name drop that you've like wrestled with or alongside or just met and like had experiences with like, who are some like a top, top Ooh. wrestlers oh, that you
1: can think of. um let's see i mean one big one that like i talk about all the time and uh and that's uh, uh what is her name now i always forget like because i always dropped her uh real name and that's not her name anymore uh what's her name ruby no
0: ruby ruby riot
1: yeah what i have to look it up on my phone
0: <laughs> what what promotion is she in
1: Oh, she's, she's in WWE now. Oh, Ruby Riot, right? Yes, Ruby Riot now. I always, because, okay, when I first met her, she went by Miss Heidi mm-hmm. and then she moved to Kentucky and started working for uh, Ohio, Ohio Valley Wrestling and mm-hmm. changed it to Heidi Lovelace. And now, that she signed is now Ruby Riot. So, I mean, uh, she actually, I've known her since she started. Wow. Oh. Uh, she was, uh, I met her in Indiana, that's where she's from, uh, South Bend, and uh, we had one match, and uh, it was great, it was tons of fun, and then, like, in the back, like, all the boys were like, oh my god, that was so awesome, and then, like, <laughs> my head got all big, and I went to my, went to my trainer, Truth, and I was like, yeah, we towed a house down, and he's just like, oh yeah, you did? Oh, okay. He shut it down completely.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> did not get a big he
1: mess. I not like that. <laughs> I was like, well, dang! I'm like, let me my shine. But yeah, no, Ruby rides great. Um,
0: she is really she great. Was, I was really bummed yeah. out because I thought she was gonna have, because she had that really bad injury last year. Uh, yeah. So I thought she was gonna be done for. But now that she, mm-hmm. I'm, she came, pretty sure she came back. I stopped watching WWE after Goldberg won the championship. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel my Netflix <Honestly>. subscription.
1: <laughs> Do not blame me. Not one second. Yeah. But yeah, Ruby. Actually, one thing I can say about Ruby is that. Um, In wrestling, you find that one person.
2: Oh
1: no! Oh, I lost for a second there.
0: Oh, you you got me. Oh yeah, I got you. Good now. You said that she, you had a lot of chemistry in ring chemistry with her. Yeah,
1: she was the one person uh, at the time that I had a lot, like really good chemistry (laughs) with uh, in the ring. Uh, She was great. She was real, real great. And I'm so happy for her, and I'm proud of her that she's doing the thing. Yeah. Let's see. I know uh, Ember Moon. Ember Moon actually helped me get bookings down here in Texas. So shout out to her.
0: She's another person who I'm worried about because she <laughs> had a lot of yeah, injuries. Actually,
1: um, I'm trying to train with her uh, here in Denton. Uh, really? Texas. Denton. Yeah. Denton is not too far from here. Um, she uh, is running her own training center. Oh, nice. Uh, so, yeah. So if anybody's listening to this and you're in Texas and you're trying to find somewhere to train, definitely go to her she's running her you know wrestling you know deal in denton she's so, the best um, yeah so uh there's her um rhino you know now that we're talking about you know michigan rhino is probably one of the sweetest guys i've ever met
0: <laughs> i love him
1: <laughs> oh yeah he's great he's great he runs his own um <clears throat> uh, boat facility in somewhere up north michigan mm-hmm so I don't remember where, but like he, I just uh, saw him probably at the beginning of the year when he worked for a uh, wrestling promotion VIP uh, down here not too long ago. So it was cool. awesome.
0: Uh, so a couple of years ago, I went, I, it was, a, I think I went I saw, it was other SmackDown or Raw, I don't remember now, but he, there was like a huge like tag team gauntlet match or something like that. And mm-hmm. it, you know, it was when him and Heath Slater were, were tag teaming. And he came out, Rhino came out and he was such a like low, lower card person that like anywhere else, you, no one would have even given him a bet and an eye, but the entire Detroit crowd was going bananas for Rhino. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like everyone else just seemed like confused, like they're cheering for Rhino right now. Exactly. They're like,
1: Like, it's Rhino. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you, when you're in like in the actual business, like I've met so many people I've grown up watching like Rhino's one of them uh, Tommy Dreamer I met like when I first started um I met Sabu like pretty much okay. all the PCW originals I've met mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah uh Sarah Logan <laughs> I actually remember when she first started as well wow. uh she did a moonsault off the top row and almost hit her head <laughs> so I mean and you're like that's, that's why I don't do great. flips <laughs>
0: Um, so, so we we, t- we talked about it a little bit, but just kind of like want to talk about the wrestling like in COVID, like uh, so mm-hmm. like WWE and AEW, um and I, I don't know how many of the indies are doing it, but like WWE and AEW at least have like continued to do weekly, bi-weekly shows for, in WWE's case, or yeah. you know two times a week and pay-per-views, and they did WrestleMania entirely, <clears throat> and just kind of I want to get your perspective on on that because obviously this is a you know, with wrestling, it's like, well, first of all, it's a contact sport. So it's impossible. If one of them has it, then you wrestle with someone else and they'll get it. But also like, even if you test them to hell, like you still have all the camera crew and everything like that. So I just kind of wanted to hear your perspective on like the kind of idea of wrestling during a pandemic. I
1: Yes. Um, I know. It, it Right now, like there are, at least for the independent wrestling scene, there are so many like wrestlers that are like chomping at the bit right now to like just hurry up and you know let's get the show on the road let's go 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 you know but I mean Mm -hmm. at the end of the day I mean it's kind of our health you know especially being a contact sport Um, and it's a respiratory
0: disease
1: exactly and it's a cardio
0: sport
1: (laughs) yeah we don't want um we don't want like our fans to for us to be the reason that our fans are getting sick and getting you know the coronavirus and all that other stuff, so, I mean, there's that, and then, you know, training as well, a lot of us wrestlers, we train every week, Um, I was training in Fort Worth for a while, or Arlington, Arlington, they're, like, right next to each other, I get confused all the time, but um, I was training in Arlington for a while, and, uh, but it's in a gym, and here in Texas, they shut down all the gyms, so, there's no training now. (laughs) So, I mean, like a lot of us, especially in the independent scene, we are kind of have to get creative as far Mm -hmm. as, you know, how most of us make money, you know, because a lot of us depend on independent wrestling. Um, Not everybody is as lucky as me and has a full-time nine-to-five job with benefits. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, you know, a lot of us kind of have to get creative on what we have to do to survive you know with wrestling not really being around you know but uh shout out to AEW they uh they not only you know they're running shows and stuff like that but they're paying their people you know I hear like leave and stuff like that and in the case they're not like comfortable wrestling Mm -hmm. um I can't talk much about WWE because I don't really know much (laughs) people (laughs) who are excited about WWE they don't really talk much about it yeah um so I don't really know
0: yeah, much
1: about that but like you know uh I've heard a lot of good things about AEW and what they're doing for their people so shout out to them for sure mm-hmm.
0: um and uh, another thing that we were talking about a little bit before the recording started like obviously you know COVID-19 has been a huge event in this year but I think it, another obviously huge event that's been going on this uh you know month and i'm imagining that will be going on for the foreseeable future is the you know protests and just desire to end police brutality uh you know against black people and and you know this huge just kind of seems like a populist uprising of like this one feels different right like Mm -hmm. you know it's been happening over and over again Mm and in 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 the last like 10 years this has been happening, especially, you know, you had the Occupy Wall Street and you had, you know, after, yeah. you know, Ferguson and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I would like to hear your perspective on, on, on those things as well. I know it's not a comfortable topic to talk about, but I guess... Uh, no, but it's know.
1: life. It's definitely life. Like, a lot of... I think that's the problem is that it's seen not a comfortable topic, but, I mean, this is our reality that we yeah. live on. Mm -hmm. You know, especially being a black female, you know, uh, like I, a black female and having a husband who's also black, like Mm -hmm. I have to worry about him constantly, you know, anytime he leaves the house, you know what I mean? Uh, if he wants to take like night walks and stuff like that, because he doesn't want to go outside during the daytime because it's so hot down here, you know, I have to worry about that constantly. So, I mean, like, yeah, it's uncomfortable for some people, but for some people, I mean, this is just life, you know, this is what we live with so like um with wrestling
0: it's got to be tiring to to for it to continue to be litigated when it's just when the only thing you're arguing is like i just want to live
1: period yeah (laughs) like we just want to live that's it like we just want to be like equal at the end of the day like we want justice and like that's it like we shouldn't have to convince you guys that our lives matter too you know yeah
0: um, um And you were t- talking about how the wrestling, like, and this is something I hadn't even thought about, but I guess it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not not to to shade Texas or anything, but I think there is kind of a history of of I mean, this whole country has his history is rooted in racism, but I think there is obviously a uh, kind of perception that you know Texas has a lot of that um, oh, yeah.
1: history. Oh,
0: yeah. um, and you were talking about how the wrestling scene down there has been uh affected by by this these de-
1: developments oh yeah hundred and ten percent they you know with what we have now social media and uh it's it's so obvious now um people have been showing their true colors mm-hmm. all over social media and i mean it is what it is but at the same time i mean we've had promotions down here that have shared what they think or their opinion on what's going on right now. And they've had to backtrack what they just said because they've realized that your true colors are showing and now people don't want to work for you. Yeah. So yeah. there have been a lot of promotions that are hurting because of it. But I mean, at the end of the day, oh, well, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like <laughs> if you're, if you feel that's your opinion, then I mean, I'm not surprised that people are just dropping out left and right, you know, not supporting, you know, what you believe in for sure.
0: It's good to, at least it seems that there's progress. I I wouldn't say for obviously from a government down level, but I feel like the amount of people uh, in solidarity, just kind of from a working class level and just kind of the average, just population, I feel Mm like has, has, determined that, yes, it should be the default position to hold that Black Lives Matter. People Mm -hmm. are, you know, deserve justice and people deserve to be able to live their lives in peace. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even in 2014, this was like a controversial opinion for some stupid. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's the thing about wrestling. The thing about wrestling is that, like, we are, the wrestling business is known to, like, you know, go across that line, like, fly across it with the Confederate flags and, you know, like, uh, like black people, like being like the, the, you know, the butt joke of things when it comes to racism and stuff in the wrestling yeah. scene. It's um, also
0: often worked into stories and stuff. Oh like these kind yeah. Of
1: big yeah. time, big time. And then, you know, now in a day and age, I mean, there's tons of black female wrestlers that are just unapologetically black and you know speaking the truth and you know standing our ground and same with you know black men too that are wrestlers you know and now it's like now not only are we calling you out but our allies who are white as well are calling you out on your bs as well so i mean
0: yeah. You're not safe at an all, at like your family barbecue where all your family members oh, yeah. are white anymore. <laughs> like,
1: oh yeah. To big just effect. like be like. There's more of us than you. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, you know, at least I hope not, you know, like I hope <laughs> that people are, you know, continue to have the mask off when they're just with their, you know, fellow white relatives and stuff like that. Oh yeah. That's more important than ever to, to, to uh, you know, change, to, to attempt to change that behavior and not put that burden on black people to to try and educate and, and and change everybody.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, old school, you know, wrestlers that are still around and they're still stuck in the old, you know, this is how it should be ways. And people don't talk about that because that's just how that person is. But since social media is such a thing, like, no, like we're just going to call you out. And if, you feel like you should work for this person? Then we don't want nothing to do with you either. So, are you talking about Vince McMahon? Ah. <laughs> well, we'll
0: see. I know. Uh, uh, well, well, thank you, thank you for providing your perspective on that, and uh, oh, I, you know, appreciate you talking with me in, in general, and and you know, you're awesome. And your perspective is def- is valued and, and, and appreciated.
1: Thanks. Thank you for having me.
0: And um, I wanted to ask, because, uh, you know, like, you know, I've, I've always wondered, like, when you were, since you were a kid, like, what has your dream been? Like, do you want to end up in, in WWE? Do you want to end up in AEW, TNA? Like, what's, where, where, what are you, what's, what's in the future for Casey Warfield?
1: Well, when I first started, you know, when you first start being a wrestler, everybody wants to work for the WWE, you know, mm-hmm. that's everybody's, yeah. it's a dream. you know, go to. Yeah. That's everybody's go to. And uh, now that I've been in the business for quite some time, um, you start to see the other side of the curtain. Right. Mm-hmm. So like now I'm just like, I love wrestling so much that if I don't get signed, I'm okay. <laughs>
0: yeah. If you just like, continue to do the awesome indie work eventually. Yeah. exactly Exactly. I'm glad I get to do this
1: yeah like I just at the end of the day I just I just want to have fun and then like if I get to do wrestling full-time heck yeah that's definitely what I want to do do I want to work for WWE uh (laughs) probably not (laughs) what about NXT
0: what if you got signed and they're like you're just going to be on NXT uh I don't
1: know (laughs) I I would definitely go for a tryout (laughs) yeah yeah
0: just say that I did it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. It, 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 I've I've gotten that perception from a lot of like the indie wrestling scene. It's just like, there's so many good options. There's so oh, many yeah. other options now. Like it, it felt it feels like a re re emergence of like the indie scene because I feel like it was very yeah. heavy in like the mid 2000s, and then I feel like I'm probably wrong, but I feel like it kind of lost some of its fizzle. Like, you know, in the I'm, I'm talking like ROH and T, TNA was bet, was in a bad spot for a while yeah. like and there wasn't like a very clear like major wrestling alternative mm-hmm. in America at least obviously New Japan was, was going crazy but like oh, yeah. in America there wasn't like a very super solid like one and now AEW it's like you know
1: yeah huge. I mean it's always been WWE like yeah. that's always been the top WWE is pretty much the Disney of wrestling <laughs> you know it's always been the top that's where everybody wants to go um but now with AEW kind of immersing you know what I mean
0: mm-hmm. um it's causing an excitement and in, in yeah yeah games. it's exciting <laughs> <laughs> yeah um awesome well thank you so much for being on and it you know thanks so much for for giving us more insight into the wrestling scene
1: yeah a lot of people- thank you for having me yeah
0: um so now it's time to welcome on our next guest uh, and I hope you will you will join me in welcoming him, Casey. Uh, he is a, a garbage lawyer, uh, and he has... He, I think he's been on the show. He's been on the show like three times now, I think. Um,
2: mm-hmm. And
0: his name is Cal Ligaris, uh garbage lawyer. Uh, and, and he's mad.
3: He's mad. I'm really mad today. What's wrong? And I Cal? don't... I, okay, I, I know... I know how this looks, Michael, the variety hour. I know that every time I come on here, I've got an attitude problem.
0: You do. Every time you come on, you're mad. It turns out you're just, like, mad about, like, people leaving banana peels on the ground or something. Okay.
3: <laughs> Excuse me, but I've gone to school and I've, I've done the proper steps. And let, let, me he, let, let me tell you, I'm here to say... I'm allowed to be angry over every single banana peel that's on the sidewalks. It is your job. so I, I'll,
0: I'll give you that pass. It is your job to be mad. All about. right.
3: But here's the deal. As you said, there are two yes. major things happening and the amounts and mountains of trash that I've been finding just, just down blowing down the streets. Mm-hmm. I I recently, I recently moved to Ferndale, Michigan. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you say to yourself, Congratulations. oh my, thank you. Yeah. It's very nice. It's very nice. But when your neighbor doesn't know how to close their recycling bin, mm-hmm. that's, that's kindergarten. So mm-hmm. with, this is the problem that we're having here is people like this are coming into the world and and just littering up the place and you know we're trying to have peaceful peaceful protests we're trying to to get people healthier and meanwhile you got masks on the ground and 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 gloves that look like they were just put through the ringer and then you got and then after the protests i found h- how many bags of mcdonald's do you want to know how many b- bags well, of mcdonald's usually- i found
0: I mean, there's a McDonald's in Ferndale, so you got to eat your, your delicious McDonald's hamburgers. I don't
3: – wow. Well, guess what? Over there on Woodward and Nine Mile, they provide, and say it with me, trash cans. Okay, wow. yeah, but the problem is, and I've
0: noticed this in, in, in COVID, during COVID, is I've gone for a walk on Belle Isle, but the trash cans are overflowing because they – I'm guessing they might have scaled back on the amount of people who are attending to the trash cans. Uh, well, like, and
3: again that's been put on me
0: okay but that's not the fault of the per- the, the 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 populace you know, they can only put their trash, if the trash can's overflowing, they can try to, you know, take wow. their little hand and shove it down, you know. shove. Okay. Have you can. ever
3: heard of, have you ever heard of Trash for Later? It's called, you know, you brought a backpack to that peaceful protest, throw that trash in the backpack and put it in your own personal stuff when you get home. I,
0: I'm having, I don't know that it's so much th- the protests. I think it's just the fact that there are less people cleaning out the garbage cans.
3: I'm not blaming the protest. I have I was there at the protests. I mm-hmm. was up on the I was up there with them. Mm-hmm. It's nothing, it has everything to do with the with the trash mentality that we're giving everyone these days. And you know what? I never saw a trash 101 class in any of my in any of my schools. Trash 101. Okay? And you're driving down. You're driving down to go to your favorite show, and you what do you see? You see old Jim Bob. He throws out a whole Wendy's bag. But that's a free Wendy's
0: bag for you. That is a free Wendy's bag for you.
3: Why would I want to use it, especially during COVID? Why would I, why, 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 why? Why would for I, I want
0: to use it? Trash for later.
3: That's Trash for later is your own personal trash for later, not Jim Bob who's going down to the freaking Little Caesars Arena to watch Kid Rock for the 15th time.
0: It, but it's. Tra- I, 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 This is the thing that constantly confuses me about you, is that sure. you are Caligaris' garbage lawyer. You garbage is part well, of your identity. This is what confuses seem me to about hate you. Trash, so very much.
3: No, this is what confuses me about you. All right, it's not about the trash; it's about the cleaning up of it. I have to. I have to. Defend. I think you're looking
0: at it wrong, though. I think you're looking at it as cleaning up. I, I see it as it's an opportunity to collect.
3: I'm not a trash collector. I'm a garbage lawyer. Okay, there's a big old difference there. I defend trash cases, trash parsables, anything with trash. It does not mean I want the damn world to be filled with it. How
0: often do you get work, I just feel like, Casey, have you ever been in a situation where you've been like, I need to sue somebody over a trash-related issue? I don't
1: think so. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I mean' right. like well, problems <laughs> and guess what guess what both you and Miss wrestling beautiful woman over here have lived very very fluent, nice I lives. I will flirt with her she's very pretty but that's Thank not you. the point <laughs> not the point The point is as you guys have been blessed blessed with not having a trash problem okay why do you think I became a garbage lawyer because there weren't any garbage lawyers and people were coming they were walking in from the town going I have a trash problem and finally I was like someone's got to do it and I and guess what and, that, and I've I've made my own bed
1: with this I will say because you this is you're from you're you just with a Ferndale Michigan right Yes, my mom lives there, and like oh my that's one of the things that she actually likes about Ferndale is that it's surprisingly pretty clean.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that Herd there's not block. a whole lot of there's not a lot of trash on the ground.
1: When I not go. really, not in Ferndale. They keep it
3: real spotless there. It's beautiful. And let me tell you, that is why I moved to Ferndale, except for my neighbor. Ooh,
0: Your neighbor lives in the room next to you.
3: No, I just like to scream my neighbor and maybe see if you'll hear me. Did he? <laughs> no.
0: No. No,
3: we didn't. But it's fine because I fixed it, and I fixed it, and I, I, didn't, leave a, I didn't leave a nasty note this time. I didn't. I, 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 I thought to myself, the Crayola crayons are right on the nightstand. I could just write a note. But I thought to myself, you know what, Cal? move on it's it's, it's 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 a time of moving on of brand new perspectives. just you know but i but at the same time i can't be the only person picking up all of the damn recycling so wait you a note before wait what you wrote a note to your neighbors before <gasps> yes i've written several notes not to this neighbor because i just moved here oh but... well then how are they
0: supposed to know <laughs>
3: No, but that's what I'm saying is I'm turning a new leaf and not doing it at my new place.
0: Well, then you're just going to be getting mad. You got to be neighborly and talk to your neighbors about your concerns. Well, he doesn't come out of the house. Knock on his door. Be a neighbor. Oh, I don't know what's on that door. Bake him a pie. Bake him some some brownies. I don't know what's on that
3: door. Hey, I'm the new one. He should have done a welcome wagon for me, and I should have gotten
0: something that's true all right he didn't oh, set the true. example but you guys you know be- have you
3: ever played the sims they always send all the freaking neighbors over with a bunch of shit for the that's sims that true. they never eat they animal never crossing, eat. It, they it give you bad. presents all the
0: time this one guy a time an animal crossing person gave me a pink cowboy hat
3: now that would be a nice welcome wagon gift mm-hmm. and then i could walk around good. with my pink cowboy hat and say trash patrol trash patrol <laughs> if i see any trash Guess who's getting a citation? Well, it's you, bucko. Wait, you're,
0: wait so you're, you are I thought you were just a lawyer. I didn't know you, you could hand out citations. I can,
3: well, guess what? If when, when you're the only type of lawyer of your kind, gives you a little extra bit of- So a, you're a, judge, advice. jury,
0: and executioner of trash-related oh, laws. Oh, I'm,
3: I mean, I'm a lot of different things when it comes to trash baby. I'm, I'm trash a baby. lot. What about trash baby? Trash baby. Now, that's a whole different type of ball game. We would, we would need a whole five hours
0: we don't to have talk about. Hours.
3: We don't have that.
0: But uh, the reason I wanted to have you on primarily is because uh, you actually – so last week uh, uh, SpaceX and NASA uh, mm-hmm. sent astronauts to the International Space Station, and you were actually on that shuttle. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm.
3: well, they've been, they've been complaining – about astronauts being a little messy mm-hmm. and uh, putting their you know whats out into the you know, I and, don't know what to sphere.
0: Uh, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm talking about. Any type of. Is this trash, Mad Libs? Is this Mad Libs? I, no,
3: they've been putting their poop, their actual human waste, out into, this, in, in, out into our atmosphere. It's and it is fertilizer. starting. It's no, 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 no. You would think that but it's actually just fertilizer in on Earth. in Out in outer space, it's legitimately poison. The moment it touches out there, it becomes this poisonous lump of whatever you've eaten. And Touches what?
0: If it's in space, who's it going to touch?
3: Well, you got to go get it because if it touches like a meteor or if it touches anything, it's bad. It's bad news. For the meteor? See. I don't... No bad news. Like the meteor, it's almost like jet fuel for a meteor.
0: So it makes it go faster.
3: It goes right. It gets mad because of the smell, and it goes right to a planet. You should see Mars right now. It's bad.
0: <laughs> it's been just. It's, it's been, bad. Wait. So why does Mars have a shitty meteor problem? Is there people people sending their poop to Mars?
3: Well, they were around Mars. They were around the general area of Mars, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, well, someone, someone before had had a big old thing, of Taco Bell, and they say, please do not eat Taco Bell before stepping onto our space station. Uh. And what did he do? What did he do? Right before, he said, let me get the whole chalupa box.
0: So why were you, okay, so you so you went on, and so why are you back so early? Because all the other astronauts, they are still on the space station. So what did you just get a special delivery back here? Did they not want you?
3: I got claustrophobic. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it anymore. And I said, you know, I know I'm the only garbage lawyer, the only beloved garbage lawyer in this world, but it's not worth it.
1: It's not
0: worth it. Well, that thanks, thanks, Cal. Thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, uh, and uh, we are now. Today. I did too. I, you know, it, I learned that Cal is will never stop being uh, annoyed Mad. at everything. Yeah,
3: not everything. I'm not are, annoyed at everything.
0: You're just perpetually annoyed.
3: I'm perpetually annoyed at the trash mentality that this world has to offer, and Fair we enough. should be doing better with
0: it. That's all. Fair enough. Uh, and now we will be joined by our last guest of the day. Uh, he is. I'm very excited about this because uh, this is I, I feel like we have a celebrity on the show. Uh, he is the owner of the world's biggest jeans collection. Please welcome Dr. Ben Sill.
2: Thank you for having me, Michael. I'm uh, very excited to be here.
0: Thank you, doctor. Uh, do, you, do you want me to call you Dr. Ben or, or Dr. Still? You can
2: call me Dr. Dr. Ben.
0: Dr. Ben. all right, yeah. I like it. Uh, so you are, what, what is your practice?
2: Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a physical therapist.
0: Oh, so well, yeah. what got you into that field?
2: Um, I guess my father pushed me into it. You know, he was mm-hmm. always he was always getting hurt, and I was always having to you know rehab him as a child. You know, always falling down the stairs, being clumsy.
0: How did you have yeah. to rehab him as a child? Did you just have to like massage his foot or something?
2: Yeah, he he. He'd make me walk all over his back, even though his back wasn't what what got hurt. And yeah, you know, I'd have to mm-hmm. massage his hamstrings and
0: nothing like having a child walk on your back. That's what yeah, I have to say.
2: Yeah, that's, that's that's what that's what he had me do, and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a physical therapist. I was so, I was born a jeans man, and uh, <laughs> so so you uh, so you've always so you you are the owner. Why are you sad? Are you okay? yeah i'm okay yeah because
0: it seems like because you have the best of both worlds like you're satisfying your father being a doc, a physical therapy doctor uh but also you are the owner of the world's
2: biggest jeans collection i am the owner of the world's biggest jeans collection and that's what i take pride in and 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 that's what i want to be remembered for
0: (laughs) and uh so what how did you first become passionate about jeans
2: um I mean, it was actually uh, just out of physical therapy school. I got assigned to, to work in Newfoundland and Labrador up in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I was assigned to, um, to work with the lumberjacks because they were always getting hurt all the time up there. And I had to you know, rehab them and make sure that they were healthy. And um, mm-hmm. I, those, those lumberjacks were wearing some of the finest jeans I ever saw. Really? Uh, they were clean? They, they were clean. They were pristine. They, you know, and it's all they ever talked about. That's what lumberjacks talk about. No one ever tells you that when you hang out with lumberjacks, they're just talking about their jeans all the time.
0: No, I, that was uh, not what I would have expected. They would be talking about like trees or lumber. No, no most Axis. lumberjacks
2: they get into it for the jeans. You get it. You get. You get assigned a great pair of jeans when you become a lumberjack. <laughs> you get assigned
0: uh, a pair of jeans. Yeah, there's it's a union like,
2: that. The, the lumberjack union assigns you a pair of jeans as as soon as you pick up an axe and start swinging at a tree.
0: <laughs> as so soon as
2: lumberjack, or
1: before? More like
2: over- no, as soon as. You have to cut down your first tree before before you get the jeans, but you get a, You get a sign. That's when you become a lumberjack. That's <sighs> when you get in the union. You pay, duty you pay you your pay dues. Jeans. You cut down a tree. You get your jeans. You're an official lumberjack.
1: Oh,
0: I don't know. What, what did you say, Casey? I,
1: I just thought that lumberjacks were like overalls for some reason like yeah that
0: was my impression yeah they wear like the flannel shirt yeah, and the they got flannel. like the, the, they, they are denim for sure for sure uh, but they're they're well maybe not always sometimes they're like i think like carpenter like what is that kind of like it's like a painter's kind of i don't know it's I, not always
1: denim but let's well, say
0: let's take a argument first yeah, sure. that,
2: that's 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 just how they're portrayed in the media the media that's not actually how how it works um <laughs> it, it's a common misconception and i and i forgive you for for thinking that,
0: fair enough, fair enough. <clears throat> uh, so, it's like you, Sisterhood of
3: the Traveling Pants, almost mm, in a way. That but that, that, that
2: movie does not reflect Gene culture properly. So please don't oh. bring it up in front of me. You. Really, you're oh, not sorry. a fan.
0: Of, I, I would have thought you'd be a big fan of the, the the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants movies.
2: No, pants don't fit everyone. Okay, a one pair want, of pants. Can't I just want to point out that
0: I had the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants ba- zoom background locked and loaded. It looks really good.
3: Okay. You look like you belong with them. Thanks.
0: With America's, America's sweetheart, Blake Lively, America's daughter, Alexis Bledel, America's America, America Ferreira, and America's least favorite feminist, Amber Tamblyn. That's pretty good. Anyway, uh, so, jeans culture. Yeah. Uh, so, after you, you met the Lumberjacks, then mm-hmm. you're like, I need, I need to be how did what, what was the next step after that is that when you just like decided that you needed to collect jeans
2: yeah that's that's when I started collecting jeans and uh to, uh, to be honest it was a real uh kind of grassroots movement at first I would hmm. I would just be you know when I finally got got back home to to Bloomington Illinois where I'm from um I, I was just buying all the jeans I could find I'd be, I'd be walking down the street and I'd see someone wearing a, a great pair of jeans and you know I'd I'd offer them two, $300 right on the spot to, to buy that pair of jeans to add to my collection. It's a good deal. Why,
0: why not just take that two, $300 and just go to like your nearest Kohl's or Sears or, or a Because JC. A lot of
2: times they were, they're unique jeans or, or, or sometimes, you know, I'd, I'd had, I'd have a, I'd have a great night out with a friend for instance, and my friend would be wearing jeans and I'd be like, I, I want to remember this moment forever. Uh, and, and what better way to do that than, than buy my friend's jeans, um, you know, off of them to, to to remember it forever you know
3: i have a question actually uh, so you would be walking down the street let's say you like hit like five people or the, like are there just a bunch of pantless people now walking around town yeah because do, you, you've bought do you also carry
0: around like maybe a pair of sweatpants or something um to well yeah.
2: it, it, it's funny you say I, I normally walk around with a with a backpack of um jeans from the gap you know all different sizes um and, and the reason for that is burner you know, jeans. As burner jeans, and to be honest, the Gap makes a great pair of jeans. Um, and I, I, I think of it as you know, I'm giving you this this already great pair of jeans. Why I, I, I'm, I'm inspiring you to start your own collection because I, I truly huh. believe the world would be better if everyone had a jeans collection.
0: So your method of collecting isn't okay, I need all the styles of Levi's. I need all the styles of Geneco. I need all the styles of this. It's more you're collecting experiences. You're collecting unique pairs to, from specific people.
2: Yes, exactly. And, and you know, I, I do keep track of, of what brand and, and size and style. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, the way I'm doing, I'm, I'm hitting most of those anyway. You know, I'm hitting, yeah. I'm checking off, you know, if any, if any gene, you know, nerds are out there, you know, I, I know you who you are. You write Jean articles heads. about me. Yeah, yeah, writing articles about me, s- slandering my name. But um wait, what? Why? You know, just because they don't always agree with my method. Sometimes I'll sometimes I'll buy out the whole jeans convention and, and no one else will be able to buy anything. But that's because I want to remember the convention, okay? I didn't know there were jeans collections or conventions. Yeah. yeah they're uh they're fairly popular and uh I <laughs> I've heard of them. Yeah. And oh, I, uh, they produce okay. a
3: lot of trash if you like you know big
0: surprise there. Okay. So it was just kind of a crossover event for you. It was yeah. it was actually,
2: yeah. A lot of people make their own cutoffs at the jeans collection and they just throw away the pant legs and they end up all over the street. If you all yeah, but if you collect
0: enough enough uh cutoff scraps, you can just make a whole new pair of jeans.
2: No, I don't believe in recycled jean parts i really i believe that a pair of a pair of jean shorts should be should be made in the factory as such so what
0: about like like uh like when people make denim th- things like say someone makes like a denim pillow throw pillow or someone no. takes not uh-uh. a fan of that it's like no. that's like Jeans- that's like when people put the american flag on like a paper plate or something like that to you
2: Jeans need to be pants, or they're not jeans. Don't call them jeans if they're not pants. Okay. I, yeah. it,
0: so you're not a fan of like denim jackets or anything, or denim shirts either.
2: No, no, I, I, I refuse to acknowledge, I refuse to acknowledge it as a piece of clothing. You know. Wow. You're you're essentially you're essentially walking around naked to me if you're wearing <laughs> a jean shirt.
0: Fair Enough. No.
2: You see uh,
0: that?
1: I for one am not a huge fan of jeans.
3: Uh oh!
1: (laughs) it's only because (laughs) there are not a lot of places that make jeans that fit a black female build so it's really hard to find those
2: well you gotta do my method and when you see someone walking around in a pair that you like you offer them you know six hundred dollars of that pair of jeans that's a lot of
0: money for a pair of pants that you're not even a big fan of
2: you don't, under, I don't i don't i don't think either i don't think any of you have ever experienced the the joy of fitting of of finding a a pair of jeans that fits fits perfectly it would because yeah. you bought it off a stranger on the street
0: as a short chubby man i also don't ever have never found a pair of jeans that fits me very well either I you, all, you all settle.
2: you all need to come to my collection and 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 tr- and try out some of my jeans that i have i mean i do need a new pair see
1: yeah and now you're excited do you feel
2: say, do you feel a, a a, you know fire in your heart wanting to i to
3: feel like that jeans? feeling you get when the friction hits your leg from the jeans that's what i'm feeling right now
2: and that feels like christmas to me i love yeah. christmas yeah
1: i love christmas i will say fashion nova makes a really good pair of jeans i will say that but mm-hmm. i have yeah. over
2: 200 pairs of their jeans <laughs> okay <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> All right. How many pairs of jeans do you have? Oh, geez. Um ballpark. Are you are you asking, you know, a unique cuts, you know, custom custom oh, made cuts of jeans or total. total, grand
1: total. Grand
2: total.
1: Uh, just a ballpark amount.
2: That I wear or that I have in my collection. <laughs> I want to know
0: grand total jeans you own in your collection.
2: Uh including pre nineteen eighty jeans? <laughs>
0: Um. Yes.
2: Geez. Um. (laughs) Say eighty thousand pairs.
0: How do you fit all of it in your home?
2: Oh no, I have a warehouse. It's next to the zoo.
0: How do you afford to buy? buy... Hold on, I got it. (laughs) Next to the Detroit Zoo.
2: No, in Bloomington, there's a zoo.
3: Oh, Bloomington. That's right. You're from Bloomington.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you have spent over $16 million buying jeans from people off the street and storing them in a warehouse next to the Bloomington Zoo.
2: Yeah, that's correct.
3: (laughs) I really love the confidence you have behind
2: it. That's really inspiring. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm... That's that's one of the reasons for the collection is to inspire how, others. So I, I know don't... that
0: you are a doctor of physical therapy, but mm-hmm. how have you been able to afford to buy sixteen million dollars over well over sixteen million dollars worth of jeans just to keep in a warehouse?
2: Um, well, I, I do I do tra- I, I do travel with the collection from time to time. I'll, I'll curate a collection of jeans and and I'll I'll go from city to city showing them off at... at... You know different art houses and, and 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 fashion shows um so that does supplement you know some of the cost um but i also um am in an incredible amount of debt um <laughs> I it's caused so. it's caused it's caused quite a strain with all my interpersonal relationships and um <laughs> uh, my wife has left several times, but I've always been able to entice her back with a good, uh, a, good a good pair of jeans. A, a, good, yeah, a good pair of jeans always brings her back. Yeah. And, and that's yeah. why we work. Pa- it sounds like why. she's
0: enabling you.
2: I don't like the word enabling. I'm um, sure you don't. I think what it I sounds have is a, a little
3: bit like hoarding. Uh, if I if I it sounds a honest. lot of bit
0: like hoarding.
2: I think what I, I have I've is a, seen
3: hoarding before, and I this sounds a little bit like it.
2: The collection's all organized. It's not like my house is full of moldy jeans. That doesn't
3: make a difference if it's hoarding or not.
2: No, none of the none of the jeans are moldy. They're they're <laughs> very, it's very dry.
0: How do you upkeep? That doesn't mean no. eighty thousand pairs of jeans in a. Warehouse. That was
1: gonna be my question. How do you keep all that clean?
2: Yeah.
1: Um. I mean,
2: you know, I don't you hand I, wash them all. I don't. I don't sleep much anymore because when I when I dream, it's just it's just gene nightmares. You know, it's just it, you know, like it, the, like
0: the warehouse burning down.
2: No, it's like the genes are coming alive and their zippers <laughs> turn into teeth and they're trying to bite me. Like a so, night
0: at the museum situation.
2: Yeah, a little bit. Um, so, <laughs> I, I do you. I, I,
3: do you clean the jeans? Do you wash the jeans after you take it from the stranger off the street?
2: No. Oh, my God. No. That would ruin the experience. You, it, it, the jeans smell like the person, and, and that's, that's half oh. the fun.
3: So that warehouse probably has a, a good amount of It has of a funk. Yeah.
2: I mean, it smells like jeans, which is a good thing. No. to
3: me. It smells like people in jeans. I right?
2: <laughs> I mentioned it's a a potent
0: cocktail of denim and just like every person in the metro Detroit area.
2: Jeans are clean. How often do you guys wash your jeans? I don't wash my jeans that often. I
0: I, honestly don't wash them as much as I should.
2: Exactly.
3: You do know that denim like holds on to the smell, especially in certain areas Um, of the body. Yeah, Cal. The the, the ass and genitals.
0: (laughs) Okay. I just wanted to be clear.
2: Well, I I didn't want to be. I think that's part of the fun, and 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 part of what makes a, a a pair of jeans valuable. You know, I have I have some presidential jeans. I'm not going to say which presidents I'm going to let you guess. Uh, but those are heard. those are those are worth you know two three hundred thousand dollars. And and part of it is that the, the, the jeans have held on to the smell of of past presidents.
3: I'm going to ask you something, and I want you. Can you to give us a
0: hint by telling us your least favorite policy that they had?
2: Uh, least favorite policy. Um. Hmm. Probably uh, probably wanting to bring down the Berlin Wall.
0: Okay, I
2: see. You didn't like that. No, I didn't. I, Good-looking wall. I i wasn't for the whole policy thing, but with, I would never take down a wall. Walls are beautiful.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a hint who he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, and those are some Those are some big genes to fit into, but it hasn't stopped every <laughs> neoliberal president from trying to do so since then.
2: Yes. So the presidential gene, you know, I, if I wanted to, I could probably sell all those and, and recoup, recoup. You know, part of the sixteen million dollars, but hey, I, I'm just not willing to part with them. I think, like better- you're
3: not you're you're not going in that warehouse just sniffing all the jeans, are you?
2: I'm not. Ex- that's not the only reason I'm going in there. There's lots of reasons <laughs> to go in there. You know, I get to you know try on the jeans. You know, you know. Sometimes I have a little bit of fun with my wife and I. We'll get the old we'll get the old hundred inch waster out, and then we'll each go in one leg of the jean and. Very very fun time.
1: Like to go to no. go back here. Do yes. you, you have jeans that belong to past presidents before?
2: I'm I'm sorry, did I I, I do own presidential jeans, yes. Presidential
0: jeans? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. It's the trend. Uh, now what is your opinion on like genes, like human genes, like, like the, like, uh, like DNA and
2: they need to change the name of those, you know, they, they gotta, they gotta, they can't be called genes anymore. There's too much confusion. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've gone to gene. But- I've, I've, you know, I can't, you know, I, I listen to a, a lot of news on the radio and, and sometimes I hear there's going to be a gene conference and I end up going to it and it's just a bunch of nerds doing 23 and me tests. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't, so I hate that. Yeah.
0: The I do too. So I wasted it's like a lot oh that. I have really good jeans. Uh but then we find out they're talking about like their hair color not
2: not their Yeah, beard. I I stopped talking to those people. Wow. Mhm.
0: So of your entire collection <laughs> of your entire collection, what is your favorite pair of jeans?
2: Favorite pair of jeans. That's that's like asking me to pick my favorite child. <laughs> um
0: oh which of your 80,000 f- children is your favorite
2: I, okay I, I think I think the best pair of jeans I have are I, probably probably the the jeans that I got married in um mm-hmm. you know I I bought them off of a off of a man on the street um in uh, in Seattle Washington of of <laughs> of you know of all places. Um, he, he was, he was a man that, uh, you know, was, was walking down the street, smoking a, a, a big cigar and had a, had a nice top hat on there. And oh, he was just wearing awesome. the best pair of jeans I ever saw. There's Classy. no brand, no sizing on them. And I said, sir, I, I want to wear these jeans in my wedding. Uh, and he, <laughs> he told me that's going to cost you $1,500. <laughs> And I said, "Sir, I, I only have fourteen hundred dollars on me, but I also have I also have my car parked, you know, two blocks down the road." And he was like, "Okay, I'll I'll take the car." That was a that's a GMC Sierra, and it was brand new and is worth forty thousand dollars. So I ended and, up, I end up trading my GMC Sierra and for, the fourteen hundred dollars and the fourteen hundred dollars uh, for a pair of my wedding shoes.
3: A bad deal. Yes, I oh,
1: thought I hearing money <laughs> with you. Hmm? <laughs>
2: Fourteen hundred dollars, Jesus. Yes, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um,
2: yeah, it was, it was very much worth it. And, um, you know, I'll I'll break out those jeans on my anniversary every year, and uh, you know, take a trip down memory lane. <laughs> That's great.
0: Oh my God, you are gonna make me pass out. Uh, <laughs> uh. So, what? Uh, where is it gonna end? When is it gonna end? Like, how many jeans will you cap out at?
2: Um, I I don't have plans to stop. I mean, I guess I'll go till till I die, and hopefully someone will uh, take up my collection. You know, I'm still looking. I'm still looking for an heir uh, to the jeans collection. You know, mm. none of my none of my children have seemed to take any interest, so I've written oh, them out kids. of my will. Oh, you have kids? Uh, yes, I have. I, I have. I have fourteen kids. <laughs> um, and and none of them none of them have any interest in it. So I've written them all out of my will. Um, <laughs> oh my god um, well be careful the...
0: you gotta make sure that you uh, you have to give them like a, I think each like a dollar or something like that so they can't claim that you forgot to put them
2: in yeah yeah maybe I'll, I'll give them I'll give them something I'll spit in a cup and, and leave that for them <laughs> <laughs> bastards um, it doesn't
1: worry you at all like you don't like fear your kid going into the warehouse and tearing stuff up or anything like
2: oh, that oh no it, it it's locked in, uh, and they, they don't know the combination or the, or they have keys no they yeah, I, I, I've, I've actually moved the warehouse several times and they have no idea where it is
3: uh, you told us yeah.
2: oh shit <laughs> <sighs> can you edit this no,
3: no. Oh, no. I'm
2: gonna find my jeans <laughs> my youngest son tries to put all the jeans on at once as, as just a prank and, and he's ripped a few of them that way great <sighs> well if any of you want to be the heir to my jeans i would i would i would greatly appreciate it
0: i I can't i I can't i'm I'm busy i'm busy that day i'm really sorry
1: (sighs) i'm gonna be completely honest with you if i become the heir of your jeans i'm selling all of them and becoming a millionaire yeah me too yeah
0: (laughs)
2: okay no i i'll continue my search (laughs)
0: <laughs> well thank you guys all so much for being on the show today. Uh thank you. Thank you for you guys, having me. Anything you guys would like to plug? Uh Mr. Dr. Ben Sill, anything you would like to uh plug?
2: Um Oh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh J A R D S M A R D.
0: That's not your Twitter account.
2: No, it's my um it's my oldest son's <laughs>
0: Well, that's a plot twist I wasn't expecting. Uh, And uh, what about you, Cal? Anything you would like to plug? Uh,
3: Just, you know, responsible trash skills throughout the town.
0: That's it. What about you, Casey? Where can people find more from you? Anything you'd like to plug?
1: Um, Follow me on Twitter, Casey6Warfield. And I'm also on Facebook as well. But I'm more on Twitter than Facebook,
0: to be honest. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, thank you guys all so much for being on the show today. Uh, I just want to end out uh, by, you know, kind of plugging some funds and charities that you guys can go support. Um, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, The Bail Project, National Bail Fund Network, Black Lives Matter. There's a whole bunch of, there's a whole list of charities and funds to support. Um, you know, there's no shortage of, of things. So, uh, w- whether you're able to go out and actual contribute to the protests or in- contribute in whatever ways that you can, uh, consider donating. Um, you know, pull out your wallets and, and help out, because they they do help. Uh, and yeah, close out the show. Say Black Lives Matter and enjoy your week. We will be back next week with more fun. Bye. 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 Michael Dupree Variety Hour is powered by Pinecast and is a member of the Planet Ant Podcast Network. If you like what you heard today, give us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts if you're so inclined. And uh, follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.